Welcome to another episode of Brunch with the Hollowells. I am Rob, the Charmed Fanatic, and I'm here with... Ryan, the other Charmed person here. (laughs) (laughs) You can be Charmed Fanatic too. Ryan, the other Charmed Fanatic, is here with me. Ryan, how are you today? I am fabulous today, Rob. How are you today? Look, Very, very good adorable powerpuff girl inspired hocus pocus shirt yeah spooky season is officially here it is time for hocus pocus for the next two months it has been here since august yeah for me i don't know but i'm one of those people i'm one of those damn pumpkin people (laughs) all right well folks thank you if you listen to episode one you'll notice that some changes to the episode format has gone down we're going to continue that by getting right into it let's start episode two of season seven this is the bear witch project and funny enough i didn't notice this last (sighs) week so episode two airs on september 19th 2004 now We premiered our show last week, which is on the 5th, and episode one, the original air date for that episode was September 12th. So if I had started season seven just a week out later, we would have we would have aligned all of season seven with their anniversary date. I I'm so shocked that it's so close to one another. Can you believe it? Like taking a break? (sighs) actually worked out like you said you know coming back into september uh, with the new show yeah so we're like a week ahead but yeah so or i'm sorry no we're a week yeah we're a week behind so just yeah. to get the just to get brunch back though faster for the charmies but yeah how cool would that have been because so, sundays was charm day yeah, so technically 2004, we're aligned with season seven, so it's kismic. Uh, September 19, 2004, this was written by uh, Janine Renshaw. This is directed by John T. Kretschmer. Guest stars includes our uh, regular Leslie St. Clair, Nick Lachey, Kristen Miller as Lady Godiva, with Maury Sterling as a uh, Lord Dyson. Uh, the episode scored 4.8 million viewers. Uh, what did you think of Bear Witch Project? Did you like it this time around? <sighs> yes. I like it for what it is. Um, and I mean that in the sense, like, you know, this is early on in the season. They're, we're in our lighter half of Usually what happens, you know, the premiere episodes are usually lighter. We're setting up the storyline. So, yes. Yeah. In in that regard, Rob. Yeah. How do you feel about that, actually? That's a good question. This episode was fun. I think it was a nice, interesting twist to put on something that happened in history and involve a demon in the mix. So uh, I thought that was kind of creative. Like you said, they're setting up character stories and getting us all geared up until our big bad arrives so yeah right now we're doing sort of episodic you know shenanigans and a big thing that happens is is you know the school being closed and we're introducing new annoying and frustrating elders so we're just getting with all of that so i think this episode was fun uh i will say that 
my play of the week this time around was when Piper let out all of her aggression on Leo and just kept blowing him up. Hey, yes, yes, I am following you with that because that needed to be said. But I love how she was like, no, I don't have any aggressions. You sisters don't piss me off. I'm fine. And then she ended up being the one to ruin the the the, the plan. But yeah, play of the week for me. I thought she did great. And to, to add to her play, Rob, the fact that the spell broke that quickly as well. So she was able to say it, but we didn't have a lingering effect of, oh, Piper's under a spell kind of effect. So... Oh yeah, he. Yes, they were just, yes. Yeah, Paige just straight up shared her and was like, "Snap out of it!" And then she was out of it. <laughs> Can you imagine if she would have been able to slap her? That would have been that dramatic. would have been so amazing. I would have loved that. All right, so who's your MVP though? <sighs> this is a harder one this week, Rob. Well, remember, you don't have to have an MVP. Maybe somebody didn't stand out to be most valuable player. But if you have one. I'll say again. And this is not my bias speaking. Mm -hmm. To say it then. Who am I going to say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's going to be Paige again. Because this woman is still holding it down. We saw last week that she was super aunt nanny and now she's got to save magic school with these elders when rob said annoying elders my mvp is going to lady godiva i just think she's fierce with the body positivity she's not scared of her body you know her exposing herself to little kids maybe that's one thing different conversation but again i just liked her i just thought she was fun i could have easily enjoyed her on another episode too uh yeah her in the blender that's that's an episode right there <laughs> but yeah mvp goes to lady godiva for me now the most important question hot man meter do you have somebody on your hot man meter from this episode i do not and as for me i don't either <laughs> that was funny though i know <laughs> So this week, no hot men, but for you guys, remember to add to your list any of the men that you saw in this episode. Make sure to keep that updated, and I'll be collecting your top 10 hottest guys of Season 7. Also, Lady Godiva, she might be a contender for hottest female this season, so make sure to jot her down as a maybe. And Or adorable. She's adorable, Or adorable, exactly. All right, let's get to our episode. Phoebe is supposedly on sabbatical, but still frets over her column. She still doesn't believe that a man can write her column properly. She and Piper are kicked out of a restaurant because Piper had been breastfeeding Chris. All right, what are your thoughts on breastfeeding? No judgment. Say what you got to say. What's your deal? Do you have a deal? Is it a thing? What's going on? Um, I never really thought about it. Even back in the day, I was just like, is this a thing, really? I mean, Piper was covered up. I mean, to me, this is nothing. This should not be anything. I mean, she was covered up. She was covered up. Yeah, I, you know, 
from from what I experienced living in San Francisco, I believe that that is a very liberal town to have customers just abruptly be like, she has to go, you know? So that was a little weird to me. I don't really see it as a thing. Um, but I've seen people breastfeed before. And honestly, I've never really had to be a thing for me. It, it's, you know, I had this one neighbor, so I was friends with her kids and she had a, you know, a newborn or whatever. And I would actually see the mom breastfeed her kid. And she was so obvious because her boob would be out. It would just be out. <laughs> oh I saw God. this woman's boob so many times from breastfeeding. Now she would cover it up, but just that initial getting it all, like she didn't care. She didn't care. And I saw it all the time. <laughs> I oh guess maybe. Goodness. So I'm like desensitized or something. I don't know. But I just think it's funny how the waiter was so hostile. Like, the waiter came over and was like, oh, thanks for pointing that out. Let me get rid of them. But it's just like the way that he was being so hostile about it. Like, you didn't have to be rude. I, I never really thought San Francisco would really care about something like that. So it's a little out of sorts. Rob, this was a, a thing I, I thought of later on, but I'll just mention it here now. He's not the owner. He This man acts like he is the owner of this business because – even with that sign that he points to and the well, sign comes up later on, it's just like, it's a man. lack of budget. Oh, <laughs> they just, they're, they're not going to hire a manager and a white waiter to work at this place. <laughs> Whiter. <laughs> no, but you're right. It, but it's, it's just so, stu- it's just so stupid how offended he was. Of course, it's the plot of the week. Well, it's good that Piper doesn't feel weird about breastfeeding because even Paige can't even change a diaper without thinking about seeing grown Chris. She Um, saw grown Chris and you're putting his mouth to your boob. It's so funny. (laughs) I think her mother instincts had to have kicked in because, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Paige goes to magic school and tries to convince the elders to keep it open. Several students become restless and one casts a spell on a history book conjuring Lady Godiva. And unknowingly, a ghostly demon, Lord Dyson, cue the credits. Now, if I have a woman fighting for me to stay in school, practice magic, no judgment, and at the same time, these dumbass kids are sitting there fucking with the teacher in front of the elders, like, who does that? That was some weird stuff. Like, I understand that kids, you know, are reckless and they are, you know, behaving badly or whatever but like you're gonna do it when literally you could be shut down i just think that was really weird to just oh yeah kids will be kids i was like no these disrespectful fools don't deserve this school and they're gonna do it literally on the meeting to keep it open i just thought that was crazy rob you know what i say all the time to you do they know that we are the charmed ones (laughs) we are saving your asses every day of the week we are magic. <laughs> Do not be throwing spitballs at a charmed one. She could, right. she could do something. She could do something to you. Yeah. So the boy, Duncan, who casts a spell, is apologetic to Paige, but the other students are delighted to see a naked woman. So the elders are worried about this incident altering of this incident altering of history and uses it as a part of their fight to close the magic school. P- 
page uses it to prove the necessity of guidance. So like, yeah, this school can definitely teach these kids to harness their power, control it, and not be so rambunctious with it and just conjure up a woman out of history. I love that a student has the knowledge or I guess the power to do exactly. that. Exactly. Just because they said the words means that it works. You would think you would have to be at a certain level to even have the voice to say a spell like that. I don't know. It's just funny how easy it is to just do something so heavy to like rewrite history, you know? We're going back to the horse, other or horse episode of our series here with the Headless Horseman Rob. A great analogy, another thing with a student who is so strong with this conjuring ability or whatever that student had. This school is making witch prodigies continuously, evidently. Who needs Wyatt and Chris? Because you're right, like all these little, these punk kids could be conjuring Lady Godiva and then need the kid again to send her back. Crazy, crazy. But we'll get to that. Mm. Go ahead. So just one note is that Piper knows her sister Phoebe too well because she says basically that you're obsessing over Leslie because you you like him. We know it. Piper knows it. Do you think Phoebe really doesn't know it? No, Phoebe does. It's it's a matter of sort of like figuring out your own feelings. I think that there were times where I was actually into somebody when I always pretended, not pretended, but I always thought that I wasn't because deep down I knew they weren't right for me or something like that, but I wouldn't be talking about them or having them in my head or having them affect me so much if there weren't feelings there. But I don't think that I was like literally like, oh, I'm going to pretend in front of Piper that I don't like her. I just think Phoebe just needs to catch up. That's all. <laughs> That's perfect. And speaking of knowing, at one point, the an elder asked Paige, how did she learn magic? Shouldn't this be common elder knowledge? Not really. I think the whole free will thing and not watching them over. Remember, they didn't even know Paige existed until she literally came in. And, you know, came to the funeral, shook the woman's hand, and the chandelier went off. Oh, definitely, definitely. But to me, once you, like, that had to have been the talk of the the afterlife when Prue died. And then Paige was found, right? So I can't believe an elder wouldn't know that she was taught by her sisters. I know, yeah. And then, of course, yeah, like you said, the progression of, of season four and five, you know, you'd think they'd know, but, you know, who knows why they asked. She's, I don't a, newer, know. she's a newer elder. She is learning things. Maybe she just... Uh, oh, yeah, maybe she's a newer elder. I didn't yeah. think of that. Lord Dyson is a demon who feeds on repressed emotions. Ooh. He attacks Duncan, who then starts a small fight. Phoebe sneaks into the office to plant a letter about the incident at the restaurant. Leslie walks in and Phoebe claims to be looking for a fountain pen. (laughs) She suggests that the letter that she planted, but Leslie isn't willing to answer it. Paige casts a spell to try to send Lady Godiva back. From lands afar in time and space, take her now from this our place (laughs) one that dwells so must remain send her back to her domain i'd have so much fun with spells rob i can't i can't (laughs) even tell you 
but the spell doesn't work. In that moment, a small riot erupts at magic school. An elder scolds his scolds page. Oh, and this is the elder in question. Ooh, these nasty ass elders. And Lord Dyson attacks him, becoming solid. Godiva recognizes Dyson as he shimmers away. She tells his sisters all about Dyson. They ask Leo to ask the elders, but he is reluctant to face them. The elders do indeed suspect him. With actual, on our side of things, we know they're right. They're onto something. <laughs> oh, I thought Lady Godiva was really sweet, Raw, from to being brought to the future, and and she's just like, oh, magic. And Paige is really sweet with her. So are you glad besides her one little incident with modern technology in the kitchen at Hall- at Hollowell Manor? Um, are you glad that she's not too much of this, what we've seen before with the, oh my God, it's a car. And what is this? And it's just kind of like magic. This is the deal. And I like you girls. You're nice to me and I trust you. Well, you know, I think it's 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 like time consuming to go through all of that. I mean, if, if we'll 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 figure out later in the episode, they're not even the main targets or plot points. Or I mean, they are. They're the Lord Dyson's the big bad, but like just the way that they enter in the book, yeah. out of the book, it it was sort of like a B plot, but not. They were just yes, perfect. they were just used to kind of drive the actual theme and story of this episode. Uh, so I don't think they really just had time to go through all of that mess of like, oh my god, like she's discovering a new world and funny, funny. So I'm I'm glad they kind of skipped that part. But this is why she's my MVP as well because I just think she's just so intuitive and was like, okay, yeah, I'll believe in magic. Why not? You know. <laughs> and speaking of the elders, do they want us to hate the elders, Rob, or is this just because we love the sisters and know how they feel about it? Or are we supposed to hate the elders? It is a little bit driven by the story that we're not supposed to side with them and that they're just sort of grumpy and in the sister's way. It's not going to deflect me from knowing that Leo fucked up. Like, again, I've already made my case like last episode. I, I'm not siding with elders, but I don't see a pro- like they're trying to look out for their own. Do we want more of them dying no. So yeah, I'm going to be a little bit bitter that one of my own just died for no reason. We don't know why. So, I mean, I could say it's a little driven. I don't hate them. Do you hate them? I just think they're annoying. I just think they're useless half the time. <laughs> they don't know anything. Wah, wah, wah. I but mean, I, I don't know why they're so bitter against magic school. That's the other thing. Or against I mean, Paige. What did Paige do to that elder man? Just nothing. Just her existence. <laughs> yeah. This little callback to Piper when she mentioned the elfin nanny, just like the little callback, our little elfin nanny that we haven't seen since when Leslie says, I thought you only had two sisters. I don't know. Since back in the day, and this just might be a nitpick because of prudence, but Rob, I was just like, well, technically I had four. No, I mean, technically I had three. No, I don't know. It, it, it's just, um, I, it just always makes me think of Prue when they always mention the two sisters thing. I don't know. I just had yeah. to say it as, as no, a you. Prue Hollowell fan. I think everybody will always remember Prue and they won't forget her. 
And of course, Piper's, did you like her wall break almost S quote to Godiva with this is a family show when she threw her garments down in statements, which I loved. She is adorable when she does that. Too funny. Too funny. Uh, yeah, she's been doing that a lot lately. I take them as fourth wall breaking, so I just think they're fun. I got my, you know, whispering uh, Leo calls with Piper. I just love when she's, like, constantly calling him. For God's sakes, Leo. And then Leo and the whispering Leo. I just, <laughs> I love when she does all those. Those are fun. Leo is still out there torturing demons. This was not in the synopsis. And oh, I love that. Yes. I love that the kid trade off is in the underworld instead of some like Kmart parking lot or whatever <laughs> of trading the kids in their like meeting place. But I just thought it was funny how she is so comfortable going to the underworld to just trade off kids. But if you notice Wyatt and his in socio state, he is like, I no, I want to, I want to see the demon get killed. Do you see how he moved his mom's hands? He was like, no, I want to see daddy kill demons and just I no emotion, was, no emotion in the face. <laughs> as soon as that happened, I said, Rob is going to add this to his investigation of the, of his case against Wyatt being a psychopath. <laughs> but here's the thing though. So now he's out there just killing demons left and right to try and make amends for Zola. Like, is he on the right track? Is this what he needs to be doing? Absolutely not. Just because of the Leo character. I mean, I have no s tears for a dead demon, but yeah. it just, no, this is not Leo. He's headed towards a dark place. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, as you mentioned earlier, Leslie comes over to drop off the pen that is not hers and asks for an apology. I, like, he knows that she planted the letter. I mean, all of that was just so obvious. And Leslie's just like, I think, I think Leslie said the right things in this scene. I just like how he's checking her a little bit. I mean, she needs it, honestly. Do you think? I I think I think well, Phoebe needs a little reality check in this moment. I like. You can definitely make claims about a man not being able to write the column. So get rid of me. But I don't like. She's she's constantly insulting him, and you know she's not taking her trip or her break off seriously. And it is her column. She may be super protective over it, and I get all of that. But either let him go. Or like right. move aside and let him do his job, it, but she, she she's not as subtle as she thinks she is. I don't think I was gonna say Phoebe is never subtle, and I feel like the only reason she gets away with the stuff that she does in this office is because she's Phoebe Hollowell. But I also thought it was really interesting is that Leslie has studied her for a long time yeah. and is very aware of what he does or what she does in her column and then says Phoebe doesn't go for causes. I was very surprised by that, that her character isn't written in a way that she is into causes because that's right. exactly what this episode is. Right. And to me, that would be her character, too. So, or, yeah, I, I think it's just the time frame it was written in. Because I think we might have said this once before. I feel like Phoebe nowadays would be, like, a political activist or something. <laughs> or, or running for Congress. Or if they, it was still on the air now or something, like a, like a, like a local place. So, how did he know her handwriting? Because her paper is never written in her handwriting 
I'm sure there are ways to figure that out. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's ways to figure that out. I I, I don't read columns. I don't, I don't know how often she's you know writing on her own, but I'm I'm sure they figured that out. Lord Dyson is feeding on San Francisco, and Leo meets with Elder Sandra. She informs him that they meet on the bridge and not up there because an elder is missing and the last person to take out an elder is Leo. So she also informs him of a big threat that is lingering. Um, as she leaves, the floating head returns, telling him that that Leo can't trust her. Leo is freaking out, wondering why the head keeps calling to him. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Just tell me what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the sisters cast a spell to summon Dyson. We look to find the evil set free, bring this demon before us three. Uh, as the demon arrives, and then they say another spell to send him and Godiva back into the book and into history. From lands afar and time and space, take them now from this our place. To that dwell, so must remain, send them back to their domain. So they go back, but then the lights go out. Yes, great effect. I liked it. And they find the world has changed. Everyone is very conservatively dressed, and all the women are wearing headscarves. As Phoebe has become as Leslie, oh. and they find themselves in jail for talking in public. They conclude that Dyson went back stronger than when he was summoned, which I think is super accurate. I don't blame the charm ones for missing the mark on this one. It makes perfect sense why he went back uh, stronger. So th that tracks. Leslie and Phoebe having kids. I love the fact that all of history has changed and nothing in history changed about the charm ones, except for the fact that Leslie ends up with Phoebe and they also have kids. So the whole Cole thing is fine. Like Andy still dies. All of this stuff still happens up to present day, except she marries and, Leslie and Prue. Exactly. Prue died. I just think that's so funny. I assuming that the kids are fine because uh, they are men is quite a leap. You know, when Piper is very concerned about her kids and she's like, oh, my God, you know, what if the kitten, you know, and they're like, eh, they're boys. They'll be fine. They're treating them like royalty. I'm like, I would check on my own kids. I'm sorry. That's not enough for me. I would do it. But I um, agree. Yeah. <laughs> so magic users, even demons are in hiding. Paige and Leo orb out of jail and find Duncan. He is suspicious. But Paige takes him into revealing his summoning spell. They go to magic school, and this time, it's been closed for years. They reconjure Godiva and Dyson once again. Where royals once lived, so did she bring forth the naked lady from the <laughs> 11th century. <laughs> and then the world changes back. But Dyson feeds on Piper and brings out her anger towards Leo. The sisters fight him off, and he, Dyson shimmers away. So this is what I love about this, is after you know she snaps out of being repressed, repressed by her emotion, Dyson is about to take out Phoebe with the energy ball, and then Piper's, you know, Paige is like, get him or no, and then, you know, Piper misses her opportunity, and then 
they're like, oh, he got away. And then Piper makes that face right before they cut to commercial. Do you remember the face yes. she made? She yes. was like, oh. I'm like, God, she is having way too much casual fun <laughs> on this show now. She, I love that. I love that. That's right. She was just like, oops. And like, uh-oh. She's hilarious. She's so funny. Did you notice, Rob, when they said, Lady Godiva won't remember? Don't they always worry about changing the past? And then when Lady Godiva comes back, she did remember exactly who Paige was. Yeah, yeah. She comes back and was like, I thought you were going to send me back. I guess in, in the way that she went back in and came back out, it looked like time hadn't elapsed, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes more sense. But I'm like, yes, she might remember. Don't affect the past. This is exactly what happened. Do you want to be flogged again? Uh, the other thing was, speaking of flogging, uh, Phoebe mentions that Elise had to make a sexual harassment uh, notice in the office lately. I think we know why, Rob. It is because of Phoebe Hollowell's constant sleeping with the boss and or employees. So... <laughs> I think that is why Elise had to have this paper done. She's like, maybe Phoebe will get the message. I can't just go out and accuse her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I believe that had Prue been alive, I don't know if this warrants a what would Prue do moment, but if Prue was alive during this current season, the, the non-Godiva world came about she would rock this world with her amazing, gorgeous black outfits and dresses that this woman has in her closet. <laughs> black leather jackets. She would be so fierce. The only thing is I could also see Prue literally throwing these officers in the streets. <laughs> in this episode, I really feel like she would have the, this, it would be this big women's power episode. This is, I could see this is a season two episode. And she would not take this lightly for sure. No, but she would look amazing doing it. And I feel like she would say that, like, I have the right wardrobe for this. <laughs> so I will say this, though. During uh, this episode, Paige sort of alludes to the idea that she is aware that Leo did something bad. If anything, she knows that she killed the elder. Yes. Now, if Prue had found out, do you think that she would also kind of like side with Piper and be like, they don't have to know. Let's keep it a secret. Do you think she would tell her sisters? Do you think that she, you know, would convince Leo to, you know, confess? Like, what do you think Prue's, sort of opinion about this whole thing would be. I think that she would absolutely side with Piper in this at this point because she would be fed up with the elders as well. And then if Phoebe had a problem, she would say, oh, but it was okay for you and Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a prove roll now. So yes, I think she would totally just be like, at this point, Again, I always like to think how Prue would be mentally at this point. And I think she would just be over the elders and say, you know what? Yeah, it was wrong, possibly, but Leo didn't do it. He wasn't in his right headspace. I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but what do you think? 
it would sadden me to see Prue just be so okay with an elder, let alone an innocent being dying. I, you know, yes, yeah, she would definitely side with her sister, but I, I would hope there would be a little bit of a conflict and they would not be so 100 on covering it up for Leo. Right, right. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm actually a little torn by this. I don't know if Prue would actually do anything. I think she would just be like, that's your man, that's your business. But I would, I think that out of all the sisters, she would be the one to, to just sort of like, I don't think this is right, you know? I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. I told, I guess I made Prue sound out. But I think she would do it almost for Piper and for out of loyalty to Leo if it meant him being recycled or some something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Is that, is that what they call it when they, be, they get recycled, I think they call it? When they... Yeah, yeah, they say recycled. <laughs> so... That's why I think she would do it. Not that she would be happy, but yeah, that was a great question, Rob. Dyson attacks at the manor and Paige orbs Godiva away. He feeds on Leo, who is carrying much anger at Gideon's betrayal. And this causes Dyson to overdose and explode. uh, Duncan, at Paige's urging, casts a spell and sends Godiva back. Rob. Did they need Duncan to say this spell that they've said a million times? A time for everything and everything its place. Was it just a learning experience for Duncan to return? Meaning Paige is trying to teach him to return. He has consequences. He has to clean up for himself. Or are they just wanting again to show us that he's the only one? So, yeah, you have a point there that it is a lesson learned, but I think in the world of magic school, it seems that if you are the one to conjure up a being, they also have to be the same person to send them back. Duncan was the only one to do it. So, okay, that makes more sense to me. And a matter of fact, I didn't even see the spell was a time for everything and everything its place. Return what has been moved through time and space. I picture Graham saying that. <laughs> um, the elder who scolded Paige earlier offers to let Paige run magic school. And this is when Rob cute Darth Vader screaming, No! <laughs> Don't do it, Paige! God! Also, this is the perfect time to bring up the witch quote of the week. And the quote I have for you, it's a short one, you know how I like my shorties, but I'm gonna try to bring it to life from what I have here. Bring the painting to life, Charles. Oh my God, why does that sound familiar? Bring the painting to... Oh, God. No, I'm not going to get this. What is this? Where is this from? This is from... And I I don't think you would know this, but... This is from a movie called 1971's Night of Dark Shadows movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that one. But I don't, I don't know if it just sounded so familiar. I thought I knew it from <laughs> know, like, it's, a it's, TV show or something. It sounded, plus I think it was my dramatic performance brought that truly to life. That's that's why it sounded so familiar. But 
This witch, her name has been brought up on this very show before, Rob, but this is Angelique from Dark Shadows, but this is not the Angelique that was quoted on this. In Dark Shadows, there's parallel times. So they're almost like the multiverse of Marvel. There are different incarnations of the same witch, each one's with their different abilities and personalities. Very cool. But no, they're, al- <laughs> they're always bad, though, Rob. So th- that's the common thread. <laughs> so this is Angelique Collins. It's about a young artist who inherits the grand estate of Collinwood, which looks old and grand like our magic school at Charmed. And uh, this witch is a, uh, a, a ghost that haunts the building, the, the mansion, and she wants the current, uh, the current Collins family member, who is a reincarnation of her dead lover, to come back to her. And she uses her magic from beyond the grave. So <laughs> complex. I see why it was a soap opera. <laughs> <Drama>. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Very good. Thanks for that quote, Ryan. Uh, so question for you in regards to how Dyson was vanquished. So he is overloaded with tons of repression from Leo. Amen. Do you find this to be a little bit of shenanigans on why he was vanquished? I mean, I love the idea, but I just it's just so funny. Oh, yeah, why don't we just overload him and he'll explode? This is not the first time a demon has been vanquished this way. By overfilling? Yeah, by overfilling. But it's just, it, I just find it so funny. They don't have him in the Book of Shadows. And, you know, they're just kind of learning who he was. And then it was just like, yeah, just overload him. He'll he'll just blow up. I mean, you would think a man who represses and gets stronger, like overloading is overloading. Like you shouldn't die by the same thing that gives you All right. power. Unless it's like the opposite of that. It's just like, you know, the demon of hate. Do you give him too much hate to like destroy him? No, it should make him powerful. I don't know. I could just be talking out of my ass. Is this shenanigans or does it make sense that you can overload on the very thing that actually gives you strength. No, Rob, I almost took it as, I thought it was a combination really of the elder's power too, because I think you're right. I think it was Leo's elder lightning powers combined with that. So it's like an elder overraged kind of thing. But to me, I agree. Otherwise, if that wasn't the reason it shouldn't be. Yeah. Because he's well, getting his fix of what he... Would, you're right, it would make him even more powerful. Yeah, well, either way, it's too bad that with all of this um, repressed anger just released, it didn't, like, go off and and just stay out of Leo, but Leo still is retaining some of that anger. It's just whatever. But you see how that house almost blew up and that big old explosion. This is why I do not want him near my kids. Do you see how angry that man was? No, just get that fixed. And then you can come and play with your children. He felt so good. Didn't he after that? He said, I know. no, I know. <laughs> if it I know, was I only know. that easy. I know. Piper really acted like Leo was staring at Lady Godiva. Like she, he really wanted some. Please, Piper, please. Calm yourself down, lady. Well, just the idea of men looking at women that way in general. I think that's probably why. Like, respect, you know, turn your head. 
I took it as Piper is just like, how dare you look at another woman? But I'm like, Leo, really? Do you think Leo? It's like, to me, he's looking at her almost like historical figure, part of like a, a, a mythos kind of a thing, like a Greek statue. Well, we can't forget that Leo is also a man. So, I mean, he is a man regardless. I ain't worried. If you look in then, Piper, you know what? That's another, there's a reason why you two separate. <laughs> She's worried. No. So the episode closes with Phoebe wearing a lawn blonde wig and nothing else, riding a horse outside the restaurant where she and Piper had been kicked out. She protests the manager's decision, and then shortly after, well, I mean, it it seems that it worked. He took the sign down. Everybody was cheering. And this is what I find so funny. I know that this is a different set of customers that are on Phoebe's side, but it's like you wonder if the manager honestly wanted to kick them out. He was doing it to the customer's request. It's not like he just was like, oh, I'm just going to kick her out because I don't want breastfeeding at my restaurant. He did it to make the customer happy. Now, all of a sudden, he's like the big bad of episode two. And it's like, no, I'm just doing what customers wanted me to do was to throw your ass out. All of a sudden now, it's all on him. Although he did do it in a nastier well, way than he had to, I but think. That's, that's that, the problem. That's what's so confusing. It's like he didn't have to come at them that way. But then all of a sudden if now... If it was his job, then it's his job. It's yeah. his job to say something. So, yeah, I just thought that was funny. But you wonder if Phoebe would have gotten arrested for indecent exposure. Nope. Yep. Yeah. She. she I don't know where she got the horse. Where I don't, uh, did, she, did, <laughs> did she conjure the horse? There's so many questions about this. But she didn't get arrested, so yay for that. Do you think people knew that was Ask Phoebe, Rob? Or do they think she's just an activist making a statement? <laughs> I think they knew that was her, but we clearly won't hear about it again. But this also inspires Leslie to do this cause letter and respond as he just gets the inspiration and starts typing away. Just starts typing away. So that ends season seven, episode two, the bear witch project. Did you feel that they, that music at the end with Leslie almost set it up as there was something magical going to happen with him? Like almost like he was, I thought it was very over dramatic, like in a cute, magically way for him just to write this letter it was almost like oh he's really an angel of of writing or some shit like a muse it was just a very whimsical happily ever after ending is all that this damn letter this breast letter yeah this phoebe breast letter (laughs) but so if you guys listen to the trailer from last week (sighs) uh the narrator says someone naked this way comes. And I was like, Ryan's going to love that. So, yeah. And then in the in the trailer, they also just brought up, is this too much for Nick Lachey? Like they're reminding <laughs> us of his guest star appearance. They don't even call him Leslie. Did you did you listen to that? I went to listen to it in preparation. And this should have read the WB just wants Alyssa Milano naked on a <laughs> horse, right? And like you said, exactly. It's Nick Lachey. <laughs> Nick Lachey is hot under the collar. <laughs> it's too funny. All right. Well, again, 
not a bad episode. Uh, we're we're just giving little hints, little clues leading up to the big bad and the bigger story at hand. We still have this mystery of the floating head. I'm sure we'll hear. <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear more about it in upcoming episodes next week on Charmed. Cheaper by the Coven. I don't remember this episode at all by the title. I have no idea what happens. So. We will definitely find out next week with another episode. Uh, everyone, remember to update your Hot Man meter list at the end of the season. I'm going to ask you all to submit your top 10 hottest guys of season seven, as well as an adorable being and one hot female. Ryan, do you know what Cheaper by the Coven is? Do you remember what happens? I just know who guest stars in my head. That is the only thing that's going through me right now gotcha all right my mind well we want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode we hope you enjoyed it remember to rate and comment on this episode either on twitter or instagram bwth podcast or on instagram brunch with the hollowells you can also give us a rate and review on this episode specifically or on the whole show on apple a podcast or even pod chaser uh, Ryan, thank you for helping me with the episode. Oh, you're uh, so welcome. Of course, and we will s- hear you all next week with episode three. Bye, Charmies. Bye, Charmies. Stay tuned to hear some Charmy confessions. Sunday on the WB, Nick Lachey is bringing out the inner child in Phoebe. That is such a jerk face. But Charisma Carpenter has her own issues with the charm ones. You can't get enough of the dark side these days. I mean, jeez. The new season continues on Charmed next week on the WB's Big Sunday. Charming. Stupid. <laughs> okay, okay. Feel free, feel free to, you know, cover that up with the, yes, with the no, real deal. I, I will, I will. Charmy Confessions. Charmies, we have some confessions for you. We have two of them that we're going to read. The first one actually comes from The Attic. This is, this is from Samantha. She says, love that you're back. You sound really energized after your break too, Rob. Thank you, Samantha. She also says that rewatching this episode, it feels more like season three premiere episode. It feels more like a teaser and a setup for what's to come for the season rather than an episode that's meant to be uh, meant to stand on its own. What do you think about that? I definitely, I remember us saying this too. It's a different form yeah, for what it was. But I, I do like that it did set up a lot of things. I think I just wish it had a little more oomph to it, maybe. A I knew you were going to say that. I didn't, um, besides the six arms, <laughs> yeah. what do you think? Like, did you, do you think well, it's a I mean, season? I mean, it's a, it's a break from the two-parters that we got, which were always pretty much standalone. Yes. 
so yeah, this is sort of reminiscent to how it used to be in, in the earlier season. So I can see what she's saying. Uh, she also says that I also remember being a teen when this episode came out and I didn't know what the word ghostwriter meant. Before the season started, I thought Leslie was going to be literally writing about ghosts and the supernatural at the Bay Mirror. That's fun. <laughs> In some ways. Fun. I know. And I kind of like that idea more. <laughs> Honestly, I thought Ghost Rider was a dog. And <laughs> that's all the Ghost Rider that I had. I, it took me forever to really figure out what Ghost Rider meant as well. So the, I feel the you, TV Samantha. Show, yeah, Ghost Rider. <laughs> God, I wish Leslie was was doing something interesting like writing about ghosts as well. That's funny. Well, we did have another one. Ryan is going to read this one. Yes, this comes from ENG on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> I just wanted you to say Twitter. Why did you say it like that? There you go. There you go. (laughs) On the Twitter. uh, So Ian says, One of my favorite premieres, not only for the awesome action scenes of Goddess Piper taking on all those demons, Leo's vengeful path leading to Barbas, pushing him over the edge was really powerful. I mean, Piper taking on all those demons was badass. It was badass. And as much as I hated on Leo this episode. Yes, yes you did. Yes, I- <laughs> visually, you know, watching a man just sort of kind of not necessarily lose it, but just have his fear seriously take, you know, form and take over him a little bit and just sort of force him into this rage. Yeah, I mean, those are powerful emotions that Leo is dealing with for sure. So, yes. I'm it, it definitely looked impactful watching it. It's just I can't condone just the aftermath. That's all. The but, foolishness. But those are our charming confessions. Thanks, everyone. And remember on Anchor app, you can leave a voice message. You Please. can play as I mean, you can record as many as you'd like. They're in one minute intervals, and we'll play it on the show during another car- charming confession. 